about going to college in New York City and giving our advice. advice. Started with the first one? First question. Okay, I will try to summarize this as best I can. This first question is coming to us from Distressed in Dittmouth, which I'm told is actually a neighborhood. Mm -hmm. I thought it was an avenue. Um, okay, so Distressed, is, distressed tells us that his or her roommate is dating this girl who at first seemed to be really normal but then started showing her true colors, which apparently are crazy. And she seems to be really obsessive, is calling constantly. What did she mention that she was being threatened to kill herself? Yes, yeah, she my did. Imagination? Okay, so she's she's actually saying she's she, she's threatening to kill herself if uh, distressed's roommate doesn't return her calls, spend more time with her, and it's gotten to the point where distressed is really concerned that you know this is taking a toll on on roommate um, and uh, distressed roommate's girlfriend actually wants them to move in together uh, not distressed and the girlfriend yeah. but <laughs> the, the roommate and, and the girlfriend, girlfriend. Yeah. so they want they want to um, she wants them to move in together she's convinced that that'll make her less crazy because she won't feel as possessive and, and jealous and constantly um, threatening the roommate of cheating but distressed is writing to us because He's really concerned that this is not the right thing for his friend and that he should actually maybe somehow step in and maybe give his friend some advice that will keep him from being with this. So then, so. like, knock some sense into him. I, if there's, That's a lot of baggage, you know? That's like, that's like two big bags of, like, emotional <laughs> baggage, like, literally. And at that point, it's just not worth it, I think. Well, I want to know why Distressed is writing to us and we're not hearing from distressed room, Distressed's roommate. Why is Distressed really distressed? You know, why is this, why is this such an important thing um, to this person that we're hearing from? Maybe Distressed needs to do some soul searching. Um, I think Distressed should just tell his friend how he feels. Yeah. Plain and simple. As you said, I don't understand why Distressed is writing to us. I mean, I don't understand why he, he keeps saying that he likes her. He yeah. likes her, too. And uh, they so have some type some of, of threesome going on before, or maybe it's lacking some details, but he, he's obviously very concerned. If anything, I would talk to, if I were distressed, I would talk to my friend about it. Well, I guess I, if, we, if we assume that distressed doesn't have some sort of um, secret emotional, emotional connection, connection to, crazy to girl. crazy girl, Maybe distressed really is concerned about his friend, and that's that's a nice thing to do. We've all been concerned about our friends. I guess I, my first thought is to not not feel so confident in his own judgment from a distance, because I feel like just because the girlfriend seems to be the crazy one, right. distressed doesn't know what his roommate is really getting out of the relationship. Maybe there's something in there that is really is really meaningful to his roommate, and it doesn't necessarily mean that. Just because the girl is the, the seemingly obsessive one doesn't mean she threatened to kill herself. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, but that's we insane. didn't hear. We didn't hear. We did not hear 
the her boyfriend's side of the story. We didn't hear the guy's side. So oh, we don't so know you said like cra- he could be just like a he, huge jerk or something like that? Or he could be crazy as well. And then they'd he just be, be like insane. two happy, right. crazy people. Maybe they're like right. right. issues and exactly. they need people. I mean, I don't know. I mean, there's a reason that he's still in that relationship. And right. Just because to distressed, it might seem like an unhealthy beat. Maybe there's something... I guess the real question for distressed to figure out is rather than coming up to his uh, roommate and saying, hey, you're in a terrible relationship, get out, I would say, hey, wh- what do you... do with this terrible The second one is from Dishful in, uh, in Diker. Okay. <laughs> hey, Dishful. Right. So what he's, or she, is saying is... Uh, I live in an apartment, and me and my roommates just moved in, and I have a bunch of old dishes already, but my roommates really want to buy new dishes, and they want me to go in on them. They have more money than I do, and they just insist that we should have new dishes for our, ne- our new place. I don't see anything wrong with using what we have, and I honestly don't have the money to put in for this. How can I tell them I don't want to be a part of the new dishes buying experience without coming off right off the bat like I'm not a team player? <laughs> Thanks oh. for writing in. Just yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> talk to them. I don't know. I mean, that's your you to, everything. Right. <laughs> although, although, you know, you you have roommates and you guys live together and you want to see. I don't think buying dishes or not buying purchasing dishes makes you a team player. I think what makes you a team player is you know working together on more serious things. I mean, like, like cleaning those dishes. Right, cleaning the dishes, <laughs> the rent. If you don't have enough money to buy the dishes, then it can affect, you know, the utilities and how you pay the rent. So I think basically you should just talk to them about it. I don't think it's anything, you know, that'll make them think that you're not a team player. If you hold it in and you don't say anything, then I feel like you're not a team player because you're not communicating with them and you're not letting them know how you feel. And a lot of times I feel like, you know, when when people, when roommates don't communicate or just, you know, people in general, when there's a lack of communication, um then, you know, it, it leads to complications and, yeah. and different things come up. And, and you know, you're they arguing assume, about dishes, right. but you're actually arguing about... Right, you know. exactly. So I would just speak to them about it. I don't think it's a biggie. And if they're the type of roommates that get upset because you don't want to buy dishes with them... Get new roommates. <laughs> so seriously, like for the next year or next semester, then you seriously need to find some new roommates. <laughs> Can I just speak from the perspective of the roommates? Just right. To- just to try to get into their heads. Personally, I find the dish buying experience to be very in a very important phase of bonding. Right. Um, dishes, actually, and silverware and stuff like that, because it's like you're starting fresh and right. you're really creating something together. So I can see why the roommates would want new dishes. Mm-hmm. So again, I guess my token advice is before you start saying, hey, stop trying to get me to buy dishes, I'm broke, really try to show your roommates that you understand where they're coming from in terms of wanting those dishes. So, Because I think the real point of tension in most relationships isn't that the people want two different things. It's that nobody feels heard or understood um, right. or cared about. So I think your roommates don't really care about the dishes. They care about what the dishes represent. Right. So I would say talk about the, the underlying meaning of the dishes and say, okay, I get that. I want that as well. We'll come up with another way to do it that won't make me stressed out and resentful. 
that is so much deeper than this. I was, I was like, ah, this is me like, I don't have money for dishes. Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, you know, I just shrugged my shoulders. But yeah, well, like, I feel like the shoulder, shrug, the shoulder shrug to a sensitive roommate might mean, oh, he really doesn't get what this experience is to me. Right. I came here to New York wanting to have this amazing roommate experience, and you don't even get it, you know? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying I'm yeah, I know. Okay, okay. <laughs> I believe you. <laughs> okay, so we have another letter from Underwhelmed, and basically, this person we are not sure if it's male or female. They're saying that they're in their freshman year. We're not going to tell us your gender. We're going to make one up. <laughs> All right, so like she. <laughs> Why is it got to be she? We agree. <laughs> she she <laughs> just finished her freshman year of college. She's feeling a little underwhelmed. Um, basically, she's saying everybody made college out to be this place of ultimate freedom where you would find yourself and make a ton of great friends and everything would be great. She made some friends, took some classes that she liked, but it's just not what she had in mind. It's not what she thought it would be. Um, she can't decide if she's in the wrong school and should just transfer or if she just needs to take a year off and figure out if college is for her or if she needs to give it more time. She's asking us what we think. What do we think? Um, uh, I see, I see that she said she, you know, thought she would make a ton of friends. Are you, is she in any clubs? Doesn't look like it. Yeah. it looks Are like, you in any clubs, Wall? <laughs> it looks no. like you just basically, <laughs> it looks like you just basically went to class and went home or back to your roommate, back to your dorm, wherever you're staying at. It looks like you didn't partake in a lot of activities and that's a concern of mine. I mean, do you think that maybe you're feeling underwhelmed because... You just You're did your class. <laughs> you did your classwork, and that's it. I mean, college can be a great experience, but it sounds like you're just experience, er, experiencing everything on your own, and you're not interacting with too many people. So, I would like to know what's the case with that person. Yeah. I mean, speaking as someone, I, I, I did a lot of that. Like my freshman year, I just like went to class and came back, and then went to class again, came back, and it's kind of boring. So you know, just. Do something about it. What'd you do? I, yeah, I joined clubs and I, you know, went out and stuff like that. But I do think that, you know, she, right? The review that was yes. she, yeah, she asked like if college is for me at all. And I'm a pretty big believer in the fact that maybe college isn't, you know, for everyone. But it's not. It's, it's not because it's not. Yeah, because <laughs> everyone doesn't go. But uh, I'd say give it some more time. I'd give them more time, be a little more active, and if that still doesn't tickle your fancy, then, then and only then should you think about taking some time. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a big deal. Like the, the key word in all of this for me is freedom. She was saying, she says, and I quote, everybody made college out to be this place of ultimate freedom. Well, what, she's, what it sounds to me she's describing is ultimate freedom, where basically there are a few requirements and everything else is kind of this empty canvas. And so... One of the things about college is that you learn how to create your own opportunities. You learn how to create those connections and make it exciting. College is going to be what you make it. So don't worry if it's not exciting. That just means you're not trying. 
in a really boring class. We're in a really boring class, but but the and, and I'm, I'm not saying like, ooh, underwhelmed. You're really an awful person. It's just maybe the problem is that people make college sound exciting. Like right. it happens to you. You know, like right. in college movies, cool things or exciting things are like always happening to you. Like in college movies, you always start college and you're automatically in a fraternity or a sorority. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, significantly more attractive. Significantly <laughs> more attractive. Of course it's going to be exciting. You get to real college and, you know, just really nothing Lots of really ugly happens. people. Lots of ugly people and nothing happens. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like the real world. And yeah. Unless you make something of it. Exactly. What, yeah, and so, so whether you stay in college or not, it doesn't seem like your real problem is college. It seems like your real problem is learning how to make the most out of your environment. If you're worried that, you know, college isn't exciting enough, taking time off of college isn't suddenly going to open you up to a world of opportunities. Just find them. There's, there's opportunities everywhere. Yeah, I know that a lot of colleges and universities offer um, club hours or just meetup hours during um, one day during the week, um, both in the daytime and during um, the evening. So you should see when they have club hours in your school and just hang out in the club area and just... You know, trying to meet some new people. Yeah, or um, maybe start a club or start right. an organization of some kind. Find out about the resources right. that are out there. There are a lot. There are right. a lot of resources. What, yeah. are you, what are you interested in? Yeah, I would give you the assignment of trying to figure out everything there is to figure out about your college in terms of how you could take advantage of the opportunities it has. And then write back to us and let us know if you're still underwhelmed. That is your homework assignment. Yeah, Go. Overwhelmed. <laughs> <laughs> overwhelmed. Yeah. We hope to hear from you next time as overwhelmed in college. Help, I can't decide what I should do. <laughs> okay, so this next one is from Uneasy Student. And, uh, alright. So this... You want to play rock, paper, scissors, 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 gender? He, she. And you know what? From, from what I have to say to this, it doesn't really matter. But anyway, the, this person, I'm just going to say... She, not, but I will go back to being unisexual. Right. Yeah, yeah whatever. Uh, ungender specific. So this person, uh, she's taking a graphic design class, and the word on the street with this professor is that uh, he's really tough and he doesn't give A's. And you know, she writes he's basically a douchebag, but uh, she's been finding that this professor has been really lenient when it comes to grading her work and her coming in late and things like that. And it starts to be, you know, pretty cool and stuff until he says things like, you know, that he misses her and that he starts writing his cell phone number on the critiques and things like that. And there's a problem because people are noticing such preferential treatment and there are rumors going on that she's, like, sleeping with him and she doesn't want people to think that. And she just doesn't know what to do because she, if she complains about this professor, he's pretty high up in the rankings and he could, you know probably damage her academic career, or if she should just, like, keep on trucking with this. So, yeah, is she being naive about his intentions, or maybe just realize mm. Well, for the sake of this, should we assume that she's not being naive, or should we just treat she, it as a I think this is, this is what I have to say, is that if he or she, see, I went back. <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> if he or she, it just has to be honest about their own work, and if it really is exponentially better than everyone else's, then I'd say keep on going. Like, if everyone else, if you, if, like, from, not even just from your own kind of, uh, hubris, 
know that everyone else is terrible at this graphic design class and just rock the boat. So you're just, saying like, that he he could or he or she could perfectly deserve. Maybe not the missing the part. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. I don't care how great your graphic <laughs> right. design skills are. I don't see a place that where it would be, I don't know, <laughs> natural for your professor to jot down his number and uh, tell yeah. you that he misses you. I don't care I, how okay. good you're gonna yeah. be. And Sorry. She says a few times I've missed class and he's never said anything about it. Other but I've seen him chast right. But yeah. I've seen him chastise other students for coming in late or missing lecture. So, I thought he doesn't chastise her. So, obviously, he has a crush on her. (laughs) I mean, it depends on if this is her major. Is graphic design her major? How many more graphic design classes do you have? Can you tough it out for the rest of the semester? Tough out the preferential treatment. (laughs) Is this A going to benefit your grades? You're thinking about it practically. Yes. I mean, an A is an A. I'm thinking about it. I mean, it's... <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like my first, my thought was, um, I was actually talking about something similar to this with my husband and our friend. We were talking about in, in high school, there was this janitor that really loved, I don't know if he loved, but he really liked my friend, and he used to leave her like, little notes and stuff in the locker. In high school? In high school. But see, she was underage. But that's what I'm saying. So, like, my first reaction to this was, you creepy, that's unethical. Right. You know, um... Whereas, you know, in high school, it's obviously absolutely wrong. And I would say, go, looking back, I think we should have reported it because what if it happened with another student right. and, you know, the, that student didn't know how to handle that kind of situation. Mm-hmm. In college, it's not really a matter of, um, well, you know, no, it's still unethical because it's violating highly, the, it's the, student, the student-teacher, relation, the, the student-teacher relationship in the sense that just because you know, it's she's not in illegal, a more powerful position. Yeah, right. Yeah, I guess I just my question is like, do you report, is it, would it be important for her to report that kind of behavior? If she feels well, obviously she feels uncomfortable. If, well, she has to prove he's writing down his phone number. Just show the phone so, number. So she said he's very he's very strong. He's he has he's very important in the department, or yeah. he has a lot of pull in the department. Take it outside of the department. I wouldn't mm-hmm. even, I would take it to like a counselor, right? Or and schools take that very seriously. Very seriously, but it was this worth reporting? Okay, this it's is a, a, Well, it depends on how many weeks are left in the semester. <laughs> <laughs> if she's a graphic design major. No, seriously. No, no, I get it, I get it. So if, can we combine your practicality and then the other side of it, which is ethics, and say... Maybe she should finish the class, get her A, and then report. <laughs> and then report it. It. But then no, she could theoretically no. lose her A. After no, that. I don't know if you can do no. that. No, because no, we don't get your A and then oh, I'm gonna tell them that I got my A. No, that no, you don't. That's that's why not? Why not? I mean, if, <laughs> because we don't. This is what I'm saying. How many more classes yeah. does she have with him? If this is the one class and she sticks it out to the end of the semester and she gets the A. Then after that, why are you going to report students? it? But I would say so if you're going to wait till you to get it. You're going to wait until you I get say, your. I would say I would say tough it out. But the second it gets beyond this, if it gets physical in any sort of way or like gross, you know, even because mm-hmm. there's nothing overtly sexual yet. You know what I mean? I think that's that. That's already gross. 
Just picture yourself in that situation and your professor like, saying, like, oh, Hey, I missed you. Hey. I'd be like, yeah. Here's my number. I miss you too. Yeah, I miss you too. Oh, okay. Let me take that You know what? I, I, I want to say whole thing guy. About it. Yeah. I, say, I say reporting. Because I've been thinking, I, I, now I, I changed my vote. Um, like 12 angry men. <laughs> yeah. I changed my vote to reporting. Um, because I feel like... Uh, I don't know. I I feel like if I were in, I'm just picturing that situation more and more realistically, right. and that is not appropriate behavior for a professor. Absolutely not appropriate. Yeah. Maybe what I would do first is tell the professor, "Hey, you know what? I think that's that's not that that makes me uncomfortable when you do that." But then he might he might go and tell someone first. Well, then I then I wouldn't I, tell the professor. If I would were to yeah. tell, I would take it outside of the department. Just go right because over I feel that. like. I don't need yeah. to warn you. You said I miss you, and you gave me your phone number. Yeah. So you know exactly what you're doing. Yeah. There's no miscommunication. You thought I liked it. I didn't say anything to you. You liked me from day one, so I'm going to take it outside of the department. Then I feel like it doesn't matter what, how uncomfortable it makes you. I feel like it's kind of like your ethical responsibility to... To look out for other girls or yeah. guys that this person might... I don't know. Maybe I'm being a hypocrite. I don't know what I would... If, if I were actually in that situation, what I think about myself or what I think about the good of the, of, of the potential other student, I don't know, from a comfortable distance, I feel like I would report it. I, would, I think the smart thing to do would be to report it. The ethical thing to do. Because you know yeah, what? You don't want to look I can back see, I can see my point. That's a, that's a good one. Okay. You know, because like you're not, let's say you don't get, let's say you don't get an A. Sorry. This is a tough one. <laughs> let's say you don't get an A. So um, what? It's just so what? And like when you're, for, <laughs> yeah. when you're, when you're, you should get a grade that's consistent with the amount of work you're, with the kind of work that you're doing. If you really feel like you're given a worse grade because, right, um, you reported this instructor, then oh, you yeah. double report them. Right. <laughs> I think I think it, she should report. Okay. Yeah, report. So, so you're gonna look back on it later on and feel good about yourself. Report the this comeback. That's yeah. Kind of now we have another one about. Two friends who are inseparable. They used to go out together, hang out together all of the time. They used to go to clubs together and, you know, try to meet guys. But one of the friends never met anyone and she feels like she's abandoned. So we're going to call her abandoned. So abandoned didn't meet anyone. Her friend met someone. Now all of a sudden, the friend doesn't have any time to hang out with abandoned. She's always with her boyfriend. <laughs> she stands well she doesn't stand her up but she's basically always busy and she can't even talk on the phone they were supposed they met up for 4th of July weekend and the friend came with her boyfriend to meet Abandon and she was only able to stay for an hour because her and her boyfriend had early dinner reservations she says she Abandon says that she misses spending time with her friend one-on-one and she would like to catch up every now and then but it always seems as if her friend can't talk or she has to run and go meet her boyfriend she says i just think that if i say something she'll think i'm jealous and i'm a bad friend is there a way to get my friend back or do i have to just accept that she has different priorities now i pick choice b What's mm-hmm. what's <laughs> what's your word? I'd say communication. You know, yeah. just talk to them. And be like, speak to her about it. 
I don't think. She's don't worried think that she's, if she speaks to her about her, her friend will feel like she's I mean, not like, being supportive. Just start it off with, I'm not being jealous, but actually don't say that because that's not good. <laughs> just like, listen, this is, just confront her, not confront her, but just address your feelings towards missing her and just be like, this is just coming from another friend. I miss my friend. And, you know. Okay, well, as a person in the other person's position, okay. <laughs> I, well, like, when my husband and I first started dating, we absolutely disappeared off the face of the earth, and um, he wasn't my husband at the time. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, my friends, re- our, our, all our friends reacted really differently. What I found was that my closest friends absolutely understood it, gave us our space for, we probably needed that kind of space for about six to eight months, and then we resurfaced, and now everyone's really close and supportive, right. and it's, it's really strengthened our relationship and our trust in each other. The friends that I had that were really demanding and not supportive at the time, even if it was just like little guilt, like slips of guilt trips here and there, that really took a toll on our friendship. It really was, was difficult for me to hear that from them, but hear that kind of like neediness, right. sorry for that kind of like harshness, but to hear that neediness felt to me like they didn't care about me. You know, that uh, I'm always there for my friends, but this was right. the one time that I just needed, and right. you know, it was an it important was part of the relationship. Six, it was about, yeah, and, and now, now that, you know, I'm kind of above grown now and, right. and reconnecting with my friends, those are relationships that are really hard to rebuild right now, that, that are, um, that suffered because there was a real lack of um, sense of support. Mm-hmm. Take that. Oh. <laughs> uh. I mean, think about your your situation when you fall in love. You know, yeah. it's it's a, it's a weird place where you kind of have to. Yeah. I always feel know? really bad about it. Uh, you feel guilty. I like I started dating this girl, and then like another, I've been meaning to like just meet up with another one of my friends for like a semester, and just like never happened. And I felt bad because instead I was hanging out with you know the girl, and then I was like I finally met up with her, like the friend, and I was like, yo, my fault. I I just. Felt so guilty and just like because I felt like I was being a, a, a horrible you know, friend you know not to yeah yeah. It's understandable, but I think as long as you, I think we have to be supportive of one another as friends and especially like you said earlier with matters of the heart they're it's they're very complicated and I mean I think a lot of times you know people don't understand because either they've never been in that situation. Or you know they they just don't they just don't get it so we just have to talk to one another and yeah I agree one like another. express it but it's hard to you know right. it's such a sensitive topic because I feel like again coming from the perspective of the person who needed to go underground I didn't stop loving my friends right. you know I didn't stop caring about them but yeah I needed time to myself and to develop the relationship and so I feel like even hearing from them hey I miss you. Because I was already feeling guilty, mm-hmm. and right. so, like you know, even that I miss you was so damaging. Really? You know? To me, because I felt so guilty. In okay. the first place, you know, so I, I feel like the friendships that really developed again were people who just gave me time. I think we come with, like in our society. There's this whole you know, like she mentions. We always said to each other, we've never let a guy come before right. a friendship. Well, it doesn't work that way in the real world. It doesn't mean just because you need to spend time on right. this on this romantic relationship doesn't mean that your friendship isn't important. It's just right. that different relationships have different roles in our lives. They work differently. So right. I think sometimes being a good friend is understanding when to give your friend space to grow and, um, you know, to be happy. Yeah, right. Yeah. I, I had a, actually, I had two guy friends who were in this situation. 
one of the guy friends, he moved in with his girl, and they got engaged, and his friend was, like, upset about it, but I guess they solved it now. But I just wanted to point out that guy for yeah. yeah. that was that was the, that was the only no, reason. No, for sure. But that, I mean, on my, with my husband, and, it was, like, the same thing. But I think, and I don't even think it was that he had a new relationship. I think it was something deeper. I don't think it was, oh, you don't chill with me, you don't hang out with me anymore because you have a girl. I think it went much deeper. And I think if you're a real friend, you need to understand. So I don't, I don't think it might, it might be deeper with their relationship. Yeah. Also, or maybe like look at this as an opportunity to be there for your friend. You know, not many people know how to just give space. Yeah. So this is your chance to be a great friend. Think about your friend, and you'll, you know, she'll she'll do the same for you. When it is yeah. her letter does come off as a little like pay attention to me, but yeah. that was like her. If that was like her only friend, yeah. and they and their, I don't want to say that's her only friend, but it seems like they were very very close, and they spent all the time together. They studied together. It's like their relationship just completely depleted because right. because you know. Because the other female found a boyfriend, so, so that's that understandable. They were together twenty four seven, and now they're not strong. together at all. Yeah. You're needy, but you're understandable. Wow. <laughs> so I mean, I guess it's like you know, maybe this is an opportunity. Maybe the reason that you're hurting so much. <laughs> you don't need her. It's a new friend. But seriously, I feel like if she's hurting so much, then she probably there's something she's missing in her. That's time, time, space, time away is probably a good thing. Anyway. Yeah, you need to figure yourself out. No, if you're with somebody, if you're with someone all the time, and if you have a best friend, or if you're with someone all the time, and then all of a sudden, you're not with them anymore, that's like saying, yeah. that's like being in a relationship with someone, and then not um, a mid or like a love relationship, and then you're always with the person, and then, you know, you guys break up, and then, you know, of course you're going to be lonely, mm -hmm. so you can't just be like, well, maybe you need some time for yourself, like, of course it's going to hurt, she just has to find different activities and, you know, things she can get into to make herself feel better yeah. now that her friend is not around. But I don't think um, she needs to, like, find herself where she needs some alone time. She, you know, she just doesn't have that friend around anymore. That's a really good point. Well, that's it for our first edition of the Campus Flipper podcast. So uh, I'm Andrew. I'm Shana. And I'm Tanya. And you can find more advice from us on our blog at campusclipper.com. And be sure to watch out for our, for our guidebook and for students coming to New York City coming out this September. And uh, if you're a college student with a question you'd like to discuss with us for the next podcast, you can submit it at campusclipper.com. Thank you for listening, and check back soon for more tips on navigating the rough waters of New York college life. Thanks, guys. Bye. 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 Bye.